What's up, ladies and gentlemen? How you doing? How you doing? I'm actually really, really excited for this particular episode because this particular episode is going to be something different for me. It's going to be my first shot at a movie critique. And, of course, no other... Um, no, the movie I'm doing is Mortal Kombat. Just letting y'all know. But, to be real, and oh, if you don't like spoilers, don't listen to this podcast. I'm telling you now, if you're going into this blind, this is a Mortal Kombat review. But, first and foremost, I have to... I have to brag about my audience real quick because y'all have made this podcast great, grand, and I just want to thank every single ear that hits the play button, every single person that takes a listen. This is another appreciation podcast. Like, I feel like I need to take a second, few minutes to really talk about the journey that's been so far, and not only that, but how I've connected with different people over time with through this podcast like like a like um like a recent friend I just met her her name's Amanda and um she's running her podcast and I'll shout out to her again she she's doing her thing like I don't know if y'all heard hear that lightning but yeah it's kind of kind of raining over here (laughs) but shout out to her shout out to Iris 100 Shades of Blue podcast shout out to her Shout out to Mommy, Lena, I call her that. She also has a podcast of her own. Like, it has just been 100% great doing this over the, over, over nearly a year and a half now. It's been nearly a year and a half since I started doing this. It was January of last year when I started. Now we're in May of 2021. And I can honestly say that I like where I'm going with this and I'm liking the reviews that I'm getting and the many ears that I'm that I'm reaching two things occurred during the past two weeks where I just had high play rates 36 in a day 50 yesterday I mean I really do have a fan base and I just want to say thank you for this thank you for believing in me and listening to these podcasts and thinking that these podcasts actually say something they actually do something for you so if this podcast actually does something for you thank you for choosing me to be that hopeful that hopeful voice in your ear because that's transparency hope lifting people up encouraging people that's what we do on this podcast it's what i do on this podcast With that being said, this here will be the 50th episode. This here is episode 50, and I'm dedicating it to the fan base. And I got to say this because it's true. Ladies, I thank you. 60% of my podcast audience is women. I have 607 plays. 607. 60% of that, it's because a woman hit the play button. women have been supporting me strongly in this strongly there's a couple guys in there a couple of binary non-binary genders in there you know some men in there the transsexuals I mean I, I and all that like 
truth be told that my, my, my audience is mostly women, but I know it's a mixed crowd. Because I know some of the women that listen, some of them are lesbians. Some of them are bi. Or they're pansexual. I don't know. Demisexual even. Like, it's being real. Like, I believe many types of women, when you have a 60% audience that's mostly women, I believe it's diverse amongst those women. Like, most of the age range is between 28 and 40. So these are grown women. Women who have lived a good slice of life. So I have to thank them. I have to say something about that. And to follow up with that, it's the, the stat, 607 plays. I pushed myself over another 100 plays like that. And that's because I'm being consistent with this work. The work is paying off. I have to continue recording at this pace. Dropping a podcast for a couple of days straight. May take a day off or so. But I got to keep this going. I have 1,183.4 minutes worth of content recorded. And I'm adding on to it right now. Right now I'm at 5 minutes. So that number I just said, 1,183.4 minutes. That's 49 episodes. This is my 50th one. I'm already at 50 episodes. And I've been doing this for nearly 2 years. The stats don't lie. And, and get only 25% or less than 25% of my plays actually come from the Anchor platform itself. Most of these plays are on Spotify, iTunes, like other Google Podcasts. Like they're on other things. They're not necessarily on, you know, like um, just Anchor. It's like I'm on five total platforms. That includes Anchor. Five total platforms that I'm on. I literally just sat down and wrote down the seconds and the minutes and seconds for each episode and added all of that up. 49 episodes over a thousand minutes worth of recorded content. That's dope. That's all me. That's all me. Man, I'm proud. But even more than me, being even more proud of myself, I'm glad that I'm reaching so many people. I am in five countries. This country, United States, Canada, Germany, France, and in the UK. 2% of my audience is outside of the US. That's dope. I don't care. I don't care what anybody says about my podcast. Well, uh, truth be told, I won't say that. I care about what people say about my podcast, but the things that say that the, the, the things that people are gonna say that trip me up, nah, I'm not. Just to give an explanation over the statuses I've been making, I've been stirring the pot. I'm making these wild statuses because it's all a part of a social experiment. There's going to be times where I gotta talk up or I'm gonna to have to talk about subjects where it's not gonna be so easy for the next person to hear, or they ain't gonna like the fact that I'm speaking on it or talking about it, or they're not gonna like my point of view. I'm gonna to have to encounter that. So I'm getting it out the way now. I'm immersing myself in subjects that I would normally immerse myself in. I'm gonna be doing podcasts over like I'm 
this podcast is becoming more than just poetry. I'm realizing that. It's becoming more than just poetry. I'm literally looking at the world and the things going on and all of that. And I'm taking that all into account and giving my own thesis on it. And, I, and people giving me feedback on that. It's like, this is what podcasting does for me. It is more than just an outlet. It allows me to learn about so much more. It forces me to research. It forces me to be a more of a studious mindset than I'm normally at. And truth be told, that studious mindset was not very well exercised. It's exercised more now because of what I'm doing. I can't lie on this podcast. I have to study what I'm talking about. The movie that I'm talking about, I've seen it more than five times. Mortal Kombat, we're getting to it. I'm just showing the appreciation to the fans right now and talking to the factual fans of this podcast who have been riding with me since the beginning. It's like most of my plays are on my like page or like most of the likes on my like page are here in Texas and New York. So I know for a fact that there are people all over this country who are listening to me. And that is a great feeling. North, south, east, or west. Go whichever way on the map. I'm being heard. I'm being heard. And I love the fact that people are taking the time out to listen. So I thank you. I thank you. Audience, my lord. Thank you. Now, let's get into the review. I loved it. I 100% loved it. I fuck with the new Mortal Kombat. I do. I fuck with it. And here is why. It gave us exactly what we wanted. It didn't give us... Like, I put it like this. It gave us exactly what we needed. It gave us exactly what we needed. And the, just to point out some things. And the last Mortal Kombat. The last Mortal Kombat. Jax had metal sleeves. Metal sleeves. And this one, he actually got his arms blown off. Now, I granted, Ermac was the original person that did it. But still, how Jax got his powers was exactly right. I know people are tripping over how his arms just morphed into that. But they already told you how he gets his arms. Arcana. He unlocked his arcana and therefore he got his arms. But before I get too deep, I got to speak about the beginning of the movie. Number one, it reminded me of the beginning of Scorpion's Revenge. For those who've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Sub-Zero rolls up, murders the entire Shi'ar uh, uh, Ryu. Shi'ar Ryu murders the entire clan. Then Hasashi rolls up, wife and son done been murdered. The only difference in this story than what the original story was is that he didn't have no second child. That daughter was a completely fabricated... That that was the part of the movie where it became its own... It became its own thing a little bit. Because once again, we have to look at it. This is a different telling. A different telling of this movie. The last time we got a Mortal Kombat movie, people, was over 24 years ago. The last Mortal Kombat movie, like live action movie we got, was in 1997. 
It is 2021. 1997 plus 3. That's 2000. Put 21 on that. We're in the year that we're at right now. 24 years, people. This is a 24-year-old remake. I need y'all to not look at this movie so tough because it gave you exactly what you wanted. The rain we got last time was some white guy. Like, I, I recognize him in other movies and whatnot, but I, I, I don't forgot his name. But I'm just going to be honest. It's going to be real. Raiden ain't white. Raiden at the most gave you the impression that he was a Japanese, Mandarin, some type of Asian descent. But one thing I can't say they got right in the last movie was the height. Because Raiden is seven feet tall. Raiden is seven feet tall. So, at the end of the day, the rating that we, we've gotten, I would take the rating that we got in 2021 versus the rating that we got in 1997 and in 1995. Both of them. This rating was better. They didn't play so much on the white hair and everything like that. If you go and look at Raiden in the, in the shoulder, you really don't see his hair like that. You really don't. So I'm glad they went with more of a Raiden style look for this man. They gave him the lit up eyes and everything. And that was constant. His eyes were always like that. And they gave us that in this movie. As far as the violence, they did that. We got that. Come on now. Girl got split open. Guts came out. Hanzo stabbing people on top of the head. Yanking a knife out. They're slicing their jugular on the way. Like, come on now. We got the violence. We got that. And not to mention how the movie started off. That's how the story of Mortal Kombat began. Liu Kang was not the main character. It starts off with that shit there. That's where it starts from. That. The beef between Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Now, a lot of people are probably thinking, like, man, we didn't get the tournament. It was too early for that. Not all the Mortal Kombat characters have been introduced yet. Yes, we got a, we got a, we got a, a good handful of the all-star cast, Kung Lao, Liu Kang, Jax, Sonya, Raiden, Shang Tsung, Melina, Cabal. We got a good number of the original lineup. The only one, the only other one we didn't get was Jade and Katana. We didn't get no Jade. We didn't get no Katana. We didn't get no Sindel. And not to mention, we saw Shinnok's amulet. Which means what? Come on now. And then the last ones, they didn't even put even they look, Shinnok was in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Because who was Raiden's dad? Shinnok. He was in the last one. But that Shinnok was it, it was lame. We know it was lame. The elder gods are elements. Come on now. No, they weren't. Wasn't no damn elements. Like, y'all are being too hard on this movie. Throwing Cole Young in there, I like it. And here's why I like it. It it honestly gave us a way to look at Mortal Kombat at its entirety. Because we get to look at Mortal Kombat freshly through Cole Young's eyes. This is the world he got plunged into because he was been born with this mysterious mark. Now, the mark... I admit, it's a little bit of a, 
they did something with it because the dragon tattoo was a thing from the last movies. However, the dragon tattoo was just a means of passing through uh, between worlds. And if you have the dragon tattoo, you have uh, uh, it's a once again the man said himself uh, right in the last one, in the last one it's a family crest. It's like those who wear it they can travel between worlds and all that kind of shit. It was just used as a means of transportation and the signifying of a bloodline. It wasn't necessarily meant for people who are destined to fight. I honestly like how they put that mythos to it, but a lot of people I think like, oh, they get their powers from a tattoo. What kind of shit is that? Uh, better than that Dragon Ball Evolution bullshit that we got, where this man was literally airbending Kamehameha waves. It was better than that. Shit. Y'all are being too hard on this movie. Mortal Kombat from start to finish was excellent. How we began our story, how they advanced the plot, and how they got everyone together. At the end of the day, they, it, it, this was, it's a movie based off a video game. So you can only, you can get, you, it's hard to get video game movies correct. I mean, how many attempts have been made at a Halo movie? The, the, the bullshit with Dragon Ball Evolution. Like, I think the live-action Bleach movie was half-liked. And then the live-action Death Note movie, I think, was half-liked. It's hard to take an anime or a game and make it into an actual live-action movie. That To do that, you need directors and people who are dedicated to this kind of stuff. It's hard to make those kind of movies. It's hard to make a good DC movie. We all see the tragedies that, felt, that came along with that. So for this, what we got with Mortal Kombat, yes, it was excellent. Once again, after, after Hasashi got killed and sent to the Netherrealm and all that good stuff and, and everything like that, it's like, number one, people weren't asking questions like, oh, he just died and went to the Netherrealm. No, in the original story, he was sent to the Netherrealm after he was killed. After he was killed, his soul ended up getting captured and taken to the Netherrealm by Quan Chi. So... I have to ask the question, did Quan Chi do that? Or was this a completely independent thing that Scorpion went through? I don't know. We'll find out in the second movie. Because I believe in the second movie, we're going to get Quan Chi. We're going to get Shinnok. It's like they're introducing Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage is a, is a descendant of the Guardians who were... Who were... Is the descendant of the Guardians that protected the Elder Gods. So, at some point, at some point, I believe Quan Chi and Shinnok, because if you, if you looked at the games, the movie, looked at the lore, anything, Johnny Cage is essential. We need Johnny Cage. We need Johnny Cage and Sonya to be a thing so Cassie can be born. Because ultimately, she's the one that kills Shinnok. I don't know how far. I don't know how far they're going to go into Mortal Kombat, how far deeper to the lore they're actually going to get, but I personally have to say that I loved the movie from start to finish. Yes, there were things about the movie that tripped people up. The way that Jax got his arms and whatnot, the dragon tattoo kind of pissed some people off. Some people think it was subpar with the violence and whatnot. Some people are even saying that the Sub-Zero and Scorpion fight wasn't all that great. Yeah, it was. Yes, it was. 
It's like my sister was like, oh, Scorpion didn't need no help to fight Sub-Zero. I'm like, truth be told, at the end of the day, no, he didn't. Because if you look how the fight progressed, Scorpion was giving him that work. He was giving him that work. Yes, Sub-Zero got his hits in. He stopped the blade from cutting him like it did in the past and whatnot. He did all that. But from what I remember, Scorpion threw that man after he caught the blade and everything that went through that fight sequence. He threw him into that cage where Cole was at trying to save his family. Scorpion was doing his thing. And then Sub-Zero decided, oh, I'm going to involve Cole because I got to kill him too. He should have focused on one, then got with the other. But Scorpion would have ended up beating him anyway. But Sub-Zero wanted to involve Cole. He the one that sent them shards after him, them ice shards and whatnot. And guess what? It turned into a for the Shirai Ryu situation. And he got done up by that he got done in by the past and future of one bloodline. If Sub-Zero would have would stop trying to bite off more than he could chew, because that's exactly what happened. He bit off more than he could chew, and he got that ass lit up. Hanzo Asashi. Cole Young whooped his ass. Shit, y'all talk about, oh, it's unfair. You didn't need no help. Like, this, man, this man murdered Hanzo and his family and then tried to murder his descendant and his family. Fuck fair. Fuck behind. My nigga's Kawhi Liang, the better Sub-Zero. Behind's brother. For those who don't who aren't paying attention to the lore, the Scorpion not Scorpion, the Sub-Zero we saw was sub was the original Sub-Zero, yes. But the Sub-Zero that we grew up with and know and love, his name is Kawhi K-U-A-I Liang. L-I-A-N-G. Kuai Liang. Kawhi Liang. That is the Sub-Zero that we got. That is a Sub-Zero that we all know, all know and love and grew up with. It's the original Sub-Zero and Scorpion who have beef with each other. Behind. So the Scorpion that we know, I mean the, the Sub-Zero we know, is probably going to get introduced in the next movie. Because Behind, no, they did not tell us anything about, about Behind having a little brother. But we're not going to ignore it because we know the lore. For those of us who know the lore, know that Behind has a little brother. And he's soon going to become a part of this whole shebang. And not to mention, I refuse to believe that Behind didn't have a dragon tattoo. So, if this thing gets passed down through lineage... If, if they make it like that, and so if Behind's descending later down the line or whatever, and we get another a new Sub-Zero that's that Kawhi Liang in the future, I, we don't know. We don't know. It's like Behind wasn't killed by, um, by Cole. He was killed by Scorpion, Hanzo Asashi. So if, if we never saw if Liang, if, uh, if, B, if, uh, if Behind had... The original Sub-Zero, we never saw if he had a dragon tattoo. But what if he did? What if he did? And then, you know, Sub I mean, Scorpion, yeah, he killed him, but Scorpion himself already held a marker. And he's dead, so he can't inherit one. I believe people are being a little bit too hard on Mortal Kombat. My overall take on the movie is it gave us exactly what we wanted, 
I do believe, I have to say this, Sonya Blade got her powers too easy. Everybody else went through something. Sonya Blade did not. They just gave her her shit. But I will say this, they finally gave her her shit. She had two movies. And we never got the wristband, uh, the, the, we never got the armors, uh, uh, laser arms. We never got laser arms. She had two movies, no laser arms. But you're going to give Johnny Cage his signature kick and then get killed in the first 10 minutes of the damn movie. And he's the most essential one to beat, uh, to beat Shinnok. I understand that Liu Kang beats Shao Kahn. I get that. But how I feel like this is going to go, I feel like Cole Young might end up fighting Shao Kahn, which is fine with me, to be real. But I had fun with the movie. The movie was fun. It was dope. I liked it. It reminded me so much like the game. It reminded me so much of the old movies and whatnot. And not to mention when Luke Kane was like, all you can do now is test your mic. I'm like, that is good writing. Good writing on that one. All you can do is test your might. I was like, man, y'all just make me think of the old original theme song and shit. But yeah, man, not to mention the fatality that Luke Kane did. That was his fatality. I respect the date this movie gave us fatalities. But it, it gave us actual fatalities. Fatality for Kung Lao. I was like, yes. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. And not to mention with Cabal. Cabal, they got him right 100%. General Ryko, fuck that nigga. I'm glad Jax killed him. But I'm just going to be real. They did they did their thing with Mortal Kombat. They seriously did. In my humble opinion, I can't wait for the next one. With that being said, I'm going to bring this one to a close. Good 25-minute episode. Once again, I would like to thank all of my listeners, all of who hit the play button. Thank you for being with me throughout this journey. I hope you guys like my little movie take. If you did, let me know because I'll do more and whatnot. I'll do more reviews over movies and stuff like that. Not to mention, it'll broaden my perspective on movies. Like truth be told, I might dip into the horror genre. I didn't dip into the horror genre like that. So, you know, I might put myself through that and find out some more lore about horror and stuff like that. Or, you know, me, I, I love com. I was like, I love comedians. It's like, Dave Chappelle's my favorite comedian. Why not do a podcast review over that? You know, it's like, it's stuff like that that's crossing my mind to really open the bridge to different, different information that's out there, different people that are out there. Like, this podcast of mine has been a bridge to so many hearts and minds, and I cannot thank you all enough for allowing me to be a part of your daily, of your daily life in some way or shape or form. Because nearly every time I'm dropping this, I'm just like, every day the play button is being hit. And I cannot thank y'all enough. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for riding with me. Y'all be easy. Peace.